During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. I'm on your host, Blessing, at LA Jr. Joining me is host of PS I Love You XOXO, a.k.a. host of WWE's This Is Awesome, a.k.a. WWE superstar, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. How are you? Doing good, Greg. How's it going with you? Thank you, Barrett. Thank you, Barrett. It's going very well. It's going okay. very well, sir. You have a look on your face. It's a big day. It is. Lots of stuff happening. Mainly stuff we can't talk about with the review season. Things are happening, popping off around here. That's exciting. On top of that, Mario's coming out of his hole. He's coming up like a little groundhog to tell you if you're going to give a shit about Nintendo for the year. You think he's going to see a shadow today? Oh, he's seeing a shadow oh, today. Let's I go. guarantee oh, we're man, seeing a shadow. shadow the Hedgehog, the Mario crossover. Stuff. You heard you know it here I mean? first. I feel like there's always a different, there's a different energy in the air whenever there's a Nintendo Direct. When you wake up in the morning, sure. it's like there's hope. There's this feeling of hope, and there's this, this feeling of anything can happen yeah. before the inevitable disappointment that of we get. Of course, in the that's what always happens. The day. Yeah. What, give us Advance Wars. Just tell me where it's going to get. Give Advanced me Advance Wars, Wars, Wars date, please. Come on. When do you think we're going to get it? What, I, what, what's Tears of the Kingdom right now? Tears of the Kingdom, May? May 12th. May 12th. April. Wow. I said I think we'll get it in weeks. I'd, I think I'd a few, that. Yeah. I think a few weeks ago. I think the only thing that would deter them from doing it out today would be the physical copies. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that game. Well, that game is for sure ready, right? Yeah, they've been yeah, sitting yeah. on it for the for year. year yeah. yeah, they delayed it because of the war. Yeah. Um, Thank but God I, we solved all that. <laughs> yeah, no more exactly. war. <laughs> Thank God Nintendo. They looked at their shadow and they're like, "All right, the war's over. We can actually release this thing." Um, but I, I think we'll get it soon. At least I hope it. Will I hope it so. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was your hope levels overall for the Nintendo Direct? I, this is my favorite thing about not being a Nintendo fan, as you know. And I, and not that I'm a hater, mm-hmm. but like not, I was raised a Sega kid, so Nintendo was the enemy, so I have no nostalgia for them or anything like that. You're a Sega fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, back in the day. Well, then they burned my bridge. You know, I didn't buy a Dreamcast. I was like, hey, you, sold so me you're a, part of the problem. you sold me a fucking Saturn. No, they're the problem. I, I, I asked for Christmas for a Sega Saturn and then had to sit with that fucking thing for a while, all right? They burned the bridge. The they didn't deserve good. The Dreamcast was good, though. Dreamcast was good, but at that point, what, I can't fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on Greggy. You know what I mean? Not going to do that. Not going to be a part of that system. The Saturn, the Saturn had that Sonic fighting game, I'm pretty sure. Let's not, let's not go into what the Saturn had. Let's not games. go into what the Saturn had. Yeah. I think Night Independence, Day. Independence on... Day was great on it. It was an Independence game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they played that. it all the time. Dog fighting underneath. The, it doesn't matter. Uh, so for this one, I'm just excited to be here. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. see some Tears of the Kingdom. Fantastic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4, is that actually happening? I know we're going to talk a little bit about it here on the show. Awesome if that's going down or whatever. And then what crazy little indies he got? What's dropping new? What are you doing here? What's going on? Is there right, a silk song? Tim keeps saying we're getting a Mario. Yeah, I'm sick of seeing Andy's heartbroken about that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see Andy's heartbroken about that. Tim's always talking about a new Mario game. I'd be down for a new Mario game. Let's see what's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I I think the thing I'm still excited for the most is to possibly see more Tears of the Kingdom. The thing I've been asking for possibly, is... Possibly. 
Well, we'll for sure see see some more Tears of the Kingdom. I think it just depends on what. Because Tim... Like more info, right? And yeah. Not just like a, you know, a, a tone-setting uh, trailer or my, something, you know? My want would be for the equivalent of the story trailer that we got at that Nintendo Switch reveal event, where it was, what, a two- to three-minute trailer, and you saw, like, the beautiful music and Zelda's crying into Link's lap and all this stuff. That's what oh, I oh. want. Tim <laughs> seeded the idea that, oh, what if he gets a delay? At this direct, yeah, I, God. For I the hate record, that idea. <laughs> for the record, I that, that was what I woke up. I oh my eyes, Nintendo Direct, and I was like, they're gonna delay, they're gonna delay you, Zelda. You are crazy. Don't, stop don't, it. don't say that. Don't put that in there. I was well here again. If it doesn't happen, then I've done my duty. You know what I mean? I've gotten you prepped for the worst, and you're mm-hmm. okay. All right, you I'm Joel. You're Ellie. Is that how that <laughs> I'm prepping you for the worst? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, now I see what you're doing. I yeah, see what you're I'm going to sherpa you through today. I appreciate it. Before we get into today, today's stories. I want to talk a little bit about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Because yesterday, IGN had their IGN first where they revealed extended gameplay of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I couldn't find a way to fit it as a news story because I don't know if I'll say this is news. But I did look over yesterday and Barrett was watching this it's at hot. his desk. And it looks hot. Can't and wait. I want the Barrett breakdown of oh. what the Star Wars Jedi Survivor gameplay is. Uh, yeah, not to show, like, uh, off too much of their exclusive footage. I just wanted to... Fuck be, you, Ryan McCaffrey. Just, you know, a little tease and then go over to IGN, uh, since they got the Yeah, they need the views. Them. Uh, you know, they're, you know, uh, hardworking people over there. Small who, independent you know, channel. Like, I just want to, you know... The I support. stands for independent. Yep, exactly. Independent Games Network. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it, uh, seeing the, you know, um... More of the gameplay evolve, right? Uh, spoilers, uh, late game spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, one of the upgrades that you get as Cal Kestis is, you know, you've been going back and forth between your single lightsaber, the double lightsaber, and near the end of the game, you can split both of those lightsabers and be two separate lightsabers. It's cool that they're going way more in depth with, uh, in depth with that in Fallen Order. It's like kind of just one attack, and this seems mm. to be its own, like, uh, stance like, mode. Yeah, essentially yeah. stance, right, and that they're going to, like, kind of dive into uh, that a little bit more. The UI update uh, looks clean, uh, and, and not that the UI was bad, uh, except for the, the map in the, the first game, but something just a little cleaner, uh, uh, something that pops out a little bit more that I like. And then, yeah, we got a little bit of a tease of, you know, how the map works when BD1 uh, pops it out. Uh, and it definitely seems way more organized than the first game, which I'm very excited about. Uh, and then with that, enemy variety looks sick as hell. They, they show off some battle droids, uh, and I'm interested to see, like, lore-wise and story-wise, why there's still battle droids on this uh, random planet uh, that Cal is uh, checking out. And it seems that maybe it's just this planet and, like, one other planet, but... Uh, how big this one planet looks is like really impressive. Mm. You know, there's like uh, very early on, they have like uh, BD one kind of like zoom in on an area very far away. And just the, the way it seems structured uh, feels uh, way more expanded upon than fallen order did, uh, which is really cool. Outside of that, not much else. Uh, did, was know- there any gun gameplay? Cause I know there was a there was blaster talk about how you yeah use the there was the like I think there's like a DLC of like you can get like the skin of like Han Solo's blaster I I don't mm. remember seeing any uh, blaster 
um, gameplay. gameplay or anything like that. Yeah, um, I think it's probably just going to be something he unlocks later, right? Yeah, and we do also see, like, in a trailer from, like, a couple of years ago that uh, Cal's lightsaber is sent to seemingly some senator in um, Coruscant, so there might be a little bit where, oh. like, you have to play through the story without your lightsaber, uh, so that might He's make fists. sense. Yeah, well, it might make sense that, well, now he'll, he has to use, like, a, a, a gun or mm, a, a less a civilized plastic. weapon. Yes, exactly, Greg. Um I don't. Yeah, it's just man. I really want that game. That's uh, that's uh, that's I really what that I felt too. walking away from. And then the last thing I want to bring up is you were looking over my shoulder while I was watching this gameplay, and you were saying, "Man, why is Cal walking around like he needs to take a shit?" Yeah, yeah. He had like a weird walk to him, which I'm he, sure is part of the has, story. He has it's, a weird walk. You think that's part order. of the story? I assume he hurt his back or something. He's out some there. droid kicks him in the ass real hard, and then he's like, "God, oh, I gotta walk like this." We even bless shit, real- but <laughs> watching like the in the first no, like, thirty I, I minutes. No, I saw it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that is not going to be part of the story. I'm just I'm saying, just, like, oh, no, my, ta- ta- oh, my tailbone, my <laughs> coccyx. I thought it would be better if Nathan Drake halfway through just admitted that his fucking back was broken and started walking like that. That's all I'm saying. He's going all his action. He walks that way in the first game, like he needs to take a shit so it's just it's his walk that's just his walk yeah right, i also on. appreciate you know cal's getting a little uh he's getting a little beefier uh i, I just we finished up are. a replay of of fallen order and he's skinny as fuck in that game like he's a twig in that game and then seeing him walk around in this game i'm like oh man he's a beefy boy now you know why Metachlorians. Now that he's using no, the force no, again. Now that he's using no. the force again it's it's using it's breaking it down blast. i'm gonna cut off well, don't really don't forget though that's how it works I, I cut off your mic. Sorry, no. Do you have the power to cut off his mic? Just his mic? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. I thought that was a work Have you ever thing. looked at that fucking room and how many goddamn knobs and switches there are? There better be. I better can't be. comprehend anything that's going on in that room. All right, enough about Jedi Survivor. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Tears of the Kingdom possibly being $70, Judas getting a release window, Judas, Judas, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. What do you, what do you Sebastian what do you in chat says, Watto sucked Cal's ass. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. I just spilled some water. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code kind of funny on all Epic Store and Epic in game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kind of funny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, later today, we're reacting live to the Nintendo Direct that is happening right here on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash games. And right after, look at Barry, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Just, it was going to annoy me. Of course. Was it visible? Could you see it on the, yeah. on the thing? Oh, damn. Uh, and then, of course, we'll record a live games cast right afterwards, breaking down everything we just saw. And that'll be up everywhere. Uh, you can get the games cast. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, a mystery. What happened here? Nintendo briefly listed Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for $70 on the eShop. What a mystery. What a mystery. What's going on here? They want to make money. Uh, This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. 
Nintendo briefly listed The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, for $69.99 on the U.S. eShop. Nice. Nice. As noted by numerous sources, including Wario 64, the eShop was, list, uh, e was listing the game for $69.99 for a period of time. The price is now no longer visible on the eShop page, with only the message releasing in 2023 visible. If this is to be the game's price, it will mark the first time Nintendo was charged more than $59.99 for a standard edition of a digital Switch game. It would also be notable, considering Nintendo's president told an, er told an earnings call uh, this week that the company had, quote, done our best to maintain both the value and price of hardware and software within our long-term business strategy, end quote, and that it does not believe any changes to this policy are necessary at this stage. Twitter Games sales analyst Benji Sales also noted that GameStop, Best Buy, and Amazon have all stopped taking pre-orders for the game. All three stores had been charging $59.99 for pre-orders before they were pulled. On top of that, uh, Warrior 64 last night also mentioned, well, Warrior 64 originally tweeted uh, the M Metroid Prime 4 on Switch. The pre-order was still available for $59.99. And then uh, a bit later that hour, he said, uh, well, Amazon took down the Metroid Prime 4 pre-orders, which is very interesting. Greg Miller. Yeah, I assume you're keeping up with all this as it was happening last night. Of course. I'm always on the Twitter at some point, you know. Ben's in the bath. I mm. fill it up right to his chin. <laughs> I look at my phone, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Gotta make him strong. Gotta make him strong. Yeah, I was fun. watching this, but I was watching this all happen last night as it uh, devolves into madness and chaos and mm -hmm. pandemonium. And yeah, so it's going to be 70 bucks. You think, you think that's what it is? Probably. If you were Nintendo, wouldn't you? I mean, I think that's where it gets interesting, right? Is... From the audience perspective, we've seen PlayStation uh, up their games to $70. I think sure. with that, part of that is the jump to next gen. Hey, we're going into, into more technical hardware. We're uh, producing games that look better, run better, all this stuff. Hey, this might be a chance for us to raise the price on the games. For Nintendo to do it, mid-generation of a console that isn't bringing that kind of fidelity and that kind of performance... I think could rub people the wrong way. and I Oh, well, that's a different ball of yeah. wax. And Barrett, don't even bring this up yet. Blessing, I would pay more. I can't wait <laughs> to find out what Blessing would pay for this. But I think it's the fact of right now, Xbox and PlayStation are the ones, and I guess trip or you know, uh, third party publishers, publishers yeah. have had to carry the water on why it's more expensive, why they up, why games went up ten dollars for this generation of game, right? Um, and yeah, there's the technical and the hurdle, and there's this, that, and the other. There's also the line they put in there, of course, that well, games just take longer to make, and there's more people than ever working on games, and et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so on as with anything on the free market economy, right? Like a game is worth what people will pay for it. And I'm sure Nintendo looks at this game that has taken a while to make and is on a uh, system that has an incredible install base. And they look at the attach rate of the original breath of the wild. And they look at the ecosystem that they are, the, the playing field they're on. They're like, listen, we can charge 70 bucks for this. Why not do it? Yeah. I think will it rub people the wrong way. Yes. Mm -hmm. I guarantee. And I know this is what always great to bring people. I guarantee Everybody who wants to bitch and moan about it will probably still buy this game. And if they weren't, if they're not going to buy it, I don't think it's the $10 price difference. I think it's the fact they were never going to buy it. I think if you are, if you were a Breath of the Wild fan, which if you're watching the show, I assume you are because you play video games and it's an amazing video game. You have to be able to look at this and be like, yeah, I'm sure the sequel's going to be worth 10 bucks. Yeah. I think uh, to add on to the reasons why you would do this, right? I think they look at the landscape. We talked about this on ye uh, yesterday where they talked about their numbers in the Switch has incredible numbers, right? The Switch is now the third best-selling console of all time, but also the Switch is down year to year in terms of sales, right? And I think... And so are big Nintendo titles, right? Yeah. We talk about this all the time, too. And I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Point. But it, we talk about it all the time of just like, 
well, what is the rest of the year? We don't know what's happening beyond this. Da 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 da. Well, it's like if you're going to have a thin year, if you are maybe starting to think about sunsetting the switch and move on to Switch Two or Super Switch or whatever it's going to be, you need your your developers to be making those games, so you're probably not making more Switch games, so you need to make more money as you can. Exactly, right? And to add on to that, right, another thing we talked about yesterday was the fact that they are raising the pay rates for, or the, the pay rate for a lot of their um, uh, employees uh, by 10%, right? Like, these things, I think, do add up, and I could see that hitting the, the Switch game prices, right? Hey, like, other people are doing it. PlayStation's doing it. Xbox seemingly might be starting to do it. As Nintendo, what is stopping us from doing it? Aside from the fact that our hardware is a little bit behind in terms of power, but does that really matter? Is that really the reason why Xbox and PlayStation are doing it? Or is it just the, the fact that the market overall is changing, especially when you're talking about games that take year and year, years and years to make? Especially when you're talking about games like Breath of the, or, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, right? Which is a gigantic single-player game that's going to take people 80 hours, 100 hours, somewhere around that to complete and play through. We don't have to stretch too hard right now to come up with people we know who are still playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Or are playing it for the ninth time or doing whatever the hell they're doing. Like, Breath of the Wild is still Woo. being played at this point. And so, again, if you're going to look at that, I understand, like, I understand we are in a recession. I, we've talked about money many a times for kind of funny and ads and stuff like that. I understand what's happening there. But you also have to understand that Nintendo is a, a company and a business and they want to make money and they think that their wares are worth 10. They might think their ware here is worth $10 more than what came before. And I think you look at the promise of Tears of the Kingdom. Of course, we haven't played it. We don't know much about it yet. Yada, yada. And I'd, pro I'd be inclined to agree that yeah. I think this I mean, is going to be worth it. If, if you came to me with Breath of the Wild and you're like, hey, we're going to charge more money for Breath of the Wild, I'll pay more money for Breath of the Wild, just based on how much I love Breath of the Wild, yeah. right? And that's going to change person by person. And I think it comes to, you know, I, I put out the tweet, tweet last night joking, saying I would pay more. I would pay more <laughs> for Tears of the Kingdom. So now we're going to play the game. How <laughs> much would Blessing pay? Barry, hit the theme song. Do-do-do-do. How much would Blessing pay? Blessing, how much would you pay for Tears of the Kingdom? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Breath of the Wild, like your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time. Okay. $71, probably. $72. You're like, that's not getting outrageous. No, I was having the back and forth with Mika Burton actually online about this. I've heard of her. Because she was like, yeah, I'd pay like $200. And I was like, Mika, I would pay more than $200. The thing for me is... I've had I, Breath of the Wild for me is more fun than vacations that I've been on. I saw right? this tweet. That was good. Yeah, and I've been on like what an international trip could run you in the thousands. I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay a thousand something dollars for, for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh -huh. Now there Give are me very, an exact price though. An exact price. I'll pay twelve hundred dollars. I just want to see what for wow. Tears of the, the Kingdom. Twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. Nintendo, don't listen to this. Shut this off. Don't you fucking dare. But yeah, I would. And there are very few games I'll pay that price for. Tears of the Kingdom is probably the only game I'll pay that Remy, Blessing lose, lost all credibility with this statement. I know. <laughs> but listen. Hey, no, that's another thing. This, this, this is what I'll, I'll uh, propose to chat. Your favorite game of all time, how much would you pay for that game? If somebody brought it to you brand new that you've never played it before, your favorite game of all time, how much would you pay for that? Because I would pay a lot of money for that. One of my favorite experiences ever, one of my favorite pieces of media ever, yeah, I'm paying a lot of money for that. Sure. The problem, of course, is that, and this is always the t thing with a new game, right, is it's the gamble. We know how much will this actually be worth. In the hindsight, obviously, yeah, you would have paid whatever for Breath of the Wild, but now we are in the yeah, if, if of Tears of the Kingdom comes out and it ends up getting eights across the board, I take all that back. <laughs> I'll pay seventy dollars <laughs> for it. Fair enough. But yeah, for my favorite game of all time, I'll pay that much. Ladies and gentlemen, Forbes thirty under thirty. AK, no, no, you're not. You're shaking his head. Why did you fucking come in? That I thought you had something to say, or you wanted to come. He's just trying to pawn off a coffee right now. No shit, really. What other you like a sweetened iced coffee? Uh, I've been trying not to drink coffee. I'll, I'll take it. Ha, 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 ha.
It's going to be a long day, Bless. You need it. It is going to be a long day. Oh, it's time for, to play a game with you of how much would Tim pay? Do, 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 do. How much would Tim pay? Tim, welcome to the show. How much would you pay for Tears of the Kingdom? It's an excellent question. Now, I would never answer $1,200. Because the answer is higher. But bless saying $1,200 makes me think I would spend $1,200 on Tears of the Kingdom. See? If, if Nintendo was like, There's, this is the only way you can play Tears of the Kingdom, you have to pay $1,200, I'm doing it. If Nintendo came to me and was like, you have for the rest of the year. You can't play any other game but Tears of the Kingdom to play. If you wanted to play Tears of the Kingdom, I'd be like, all right, sure, I can wait a year to play other games. That's the thing. Like I, your point about the experience of what an experience is worth. You, I saw you tweeting about this, bringing up vacations and shit. Fuck a vacation, dude. Yeah. Zelda, baby. Zelda. I'm thinking of vacation. I'm going to Hyrule. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. There you go. There you go. Y'all are psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, here's here's the question I'll post to you. Yeah. Sony Santa Monica. Sure. They announced God of War 3. Yeah. How much would you pay for it? They're like, we're raising the price to whatever Greg Miller's uh, lowest price or highest price is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much would Greg pay? <laughs> um, I mean, it's such a weird question. Like, I vibe with it. Don't get me wrong. I feel it. But I think it's when you get to a hundred dollars where i feel like once we go north of that i started being like what the fuck is going on and like don't mm. get me wrong this would be a you know a very weird world where sony's going above a hundred dollars for a game and they're explaining why and what the reasoning is uh twelve hundred dollars no to mm. even play god of war you know my favorite 2018 favorite game of all time or whatever or peace walker whatever you want to talk oh fuck peace walker though yeah if, 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 Ko- if kojima was like i'm making another peace walker 2 right now we did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, twelve hundred dollars is an insane price point. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I understand no. that. I understand. That. Okay. I'm okay. Saying, that's how much I fucking love that game. I hear you, and I'm not taking. I'm not trying to take away from how much you love the game. It's not at all what the point we're trying to oh, make. Yeah. It's just yeah, twelve hundred dollars is not real. Like, wait. If I'm thinking of my second, if I'm putting, let's say, Persona Four is probably my second favorite game ever. Nice. If Persona Six is coming out, I, I would not pay twelve hundred dollars for Persona Six. Yeah, at yeah. that point, I do go back down to like ninety. $100 seems like a good ceiling unless they're going to be like come out and be like, yo, we need to keep the place afloat. This almost broke us. We're doing this thing. We're doing $120 for whatever, and this is the bonuses and yada, 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 blah, blah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Such a weird thing. But I think 70 bucks for uh, Breath of the Wild it will happen. I saw plenty of people in the chat going like, Switch games aren't worth $70. I think that, of course, is... I have the older. Exactly. What does $70 mean to you? What does a game mean to you, right? Like, I think for me and when I play a Switch game... I mean, Pokemon, everybody talks about performance and stuff like that, and yada, yada. I'm not saying that should be a $70 game, but it is that idea of how much fun a game is and what you're getting out of it and all these things where, honestly, the graphics and Switch looking dated is something different. That's not usually on my list of gripes when I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't vibe with the Switch game. It's not usually, oh, look, I mean, Odyssey is amazing, and I think it looks amazing. Like, there's a yeah. ton of stuff you can get out of it. That's the thing. So we were talking about this yesterday, actually, when we were talking about Switch software sales and how hard switch ip hits in terms of animal crossing hitting yeah. like, oh my god animal 40, crossing. 40 yeah, million yeah. like you know um mario kart 8 deluxe hitting like 50 mil or yeah 50 million sales those ip are valuable ip that mean a lot to a lot of people right even compared to the games that we view as as like the, the games that are honestly like huge big budget games right talking about god of war talking about last was talking about like the biggest playstation first party games when you look at how much money goes in, uh, uh, into those games but the attachment rate and like the meaning that a lot of the Nintendo IP uh, um, mean to people, right? Like, you know, 
when you're talking about value, yeah, like I can I can kind of understand how you would look at the N- Nintendo IP, the Nintendo first party stuff, and go, yeah, I'll pay seventy dollars for this. What what makes me curious is, uh, is to see the variance if this does happen, right? Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, cool. That is a premier game for y'all. I get that. Is the next Mario Sports game gonna be seventy dollars? Because if that is, then I then I'm like, all right, yeah, I don't know, y'all can do that. And that's where it gets, I think, 100 percent really into an interesting conversation and question of like, what are they doing and why are they doing it? Because again, I think Zelda's gonna be so packed with content and hours and and so much to do and play and see and the amount of work that went into it. Yeah, Mario fucking goes to the lemonade stand. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, well, that'd be a cool game too, actually. But you know, what yeah. I'm saying like some like uh, most of the sports games have been a disappointment to us. Uh, on switch or whatever so yeah if that was going to be the case what would it be and yeah then is metroid prime 4 going to be 70 dollars? is every triple a nintendo game going to be that way i'm putting up a tweet right now will you pay 70 dollars for tears of the kingdom yeah. yes no i mean also going back to my tweet where i say i would pay more right like take out take take away the 1200 dollars thing because i know how insane that is i do like the idea of exploring the scale sure. of how much can you charge for a game i love the fact that hi-fi rush is a triple a um, very polished, very detailed game that is thirty dollars, yeah. right? Or you know, on Game Pass, if you want to get on on uh, on Game Pass, Pretty right? The fact fun. that you can get that for that, the fact that you can get uh, chat. How much was Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Right, three of uh, uh, tri- uh, one of the best video game trilogies ever created. I feel I, I think that was less than sixty dollars if I remember correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and the fact that you can get now big budget games for $70 and that is helping these companies justify putting out these games in, this, in, 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 in these ways, right? Like, I think that is ultimately a good thing for exploring how much you can charge. All, yeah, what it really just comes down to is if you want to make this move and you want to, Nintendo, and the problem is Nintendo is so stubborn and stoic and a company, you know what I mean? There is no Phil Spencer, right? Mm-hmm. And you can call it, you know, Miyamoto, blah, 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 or like back when they had Reggie and stuff like that. But even, I mean, like to get an honest answer out of them, I don't expect you to get, hey, Tears of the Kingdom is $70. And then to get a statement from Nintendo that is like, listen, it, it took a long time and we did all these different things and this is why we did it this way and this won't affect other games and others going to go above you. But like, that seems almost too human of a statement from a company that I view as a company. And I think that if you were going to go down that path, you would have to also exercise it then, which I just don't. I think it'd be an easier pill to swallow if it was cool. Tears of the, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be seventy bucks, but this game is going to be twenty bucks, and this game's only fifteen, and yeah. this game's nine. This game's going to be sixty. This game's going to be set. You know what I mean? Like show kind of what you're doing, but I don't think they're going to show their work on this, and they'll just leave it to more like what's going to happen. And again, people will be bent out of shape. But Metroid Prime Four is an interesting one. I don't know if people would pay seventy bucks for that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because like you start talking about like how big of a deal Metroid is, and it's yeah. a big deal to Nintendo, a small group of Nintendo fans, but not every Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. I want to bring in a question. Legendary it was sixty according to Nana. Sixty. I think I was thinking of, of um, Shadow Colossus from Blue Point, um, which was for sure under sixty dollars. Uh, but I want to bring in a question from Nano, who writes in slash kfgd just like you can, and says, "Hey y'all, so we all saw the same thing last night, right?" Tears of the Kingdom costing $70 and other Nintendo games that already had pre-orders opened take down their listings. Does this mean we, we will be getting a new Switch? Or does Nintendo think we're crazy enough to pay $10 more for games on the same console that we've been screaming about for years as being outdated? Thanks, Nanobiologist. Do you think this might point to a new console? I mean, you no. ho- inevitably, you would think that that's happening. That wouldn't be my read on this. I'm with Barrett. My thought on them taking it down is the fact that, okay, 
you put it up, you take it down. Like there's something in the back end of all these different places pre-ordering of can you pre-order a game at a lower price point and then do it? And I know that wasn't exactly what happened with Metroid Prime 4, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I, honestly, the Metroid Prime 4 thing, correct me if I'm wrong, right? It was the fact that Wario put it up. Hey, they're up for 60 bucks on Amazon. Well, they took it down. And they also took down the Tears Here's of the Kingdom. Kingdom right I think that's that. more than... It's more... My chips are on. It's not about, hey, we have a new console coming. It's more about, hey, you stupid fucks. We told you this doesn't go live till after the Direct. Why is it up right now? Mm-hmm. And that, getting your, your hand slapped, taking them all down right there. Gotcha. I think at today's Direct, you get information about uh, Zelda. You get information about Metroid. And I think then they're supposed to go pop. The pre-orders are available right now. We shall see. Yeah, and I also don't think we'll, we're at this point any new console thing. I think part of that is the fact that we've talked about this um, recently about how the the reports about how they had plans for a Switch Pro, but then they canceled plans yeah. for a Switch Pro, and it seems like that seems like we're a bit far off from getting any sort of Switch jump, like big jump. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious to see. Story number two is more Nintendo news. Uh, mm. Nintendo says it's not planning Switch price cuts as its console business quote enters uncharted territory. <laughs> Let's go. We're getting uncharted for the Switch. This is Tom oh, Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo has said it's not currently planning to cut Switch hardware or software prices in a bid to help it navigate uncharted territory in its console business. The company announced this week that the Switch ship- shipments had reached 122.55 million units as of December 2022, a feat only bettered by its Nintendo DS handheld, which hit 154 million, uh, and Sony's PlayStation 2, which hit 155 million. I should also uh, put in here the- that we don't know how much the Vita sold. Because PlayStation never gave us final numbers. That was a great tweet yesterday uh, (laughs) from Daniel Uh, Mod. Yeah, Daniel Mod. However, Nintendo also said it now expects Switch hardware sales for the current fiscal year ending in March to total 18 million, uh, down from 23 million units a year earlier uh, and 28.8 million the year before that. Given the downward trend as Switch prepares to enter its seventh year on the market in March, during a financial results briefing this week, Nintendo was asked what its vision for the future life cycle of the console is. Quote, we believe that we are now entering uncharted territory within our dedicated game console business, uh, he said, translated by VGC contributor Robert Sefizen. Quote, within this environment, it will not be easy to sell hardware at the same price as before. As a result, we realize that our new challenge will be convincing consumers who are considering new purchases, replacement purchases, or additional purchases to pick up the Nintendo Switch, end quote. With the company yet to announce a Switch successor, Furukawa said Nintendo aims to grow the console's user base by continuing to support it with both new and classic games. Quote, regarding hardware, we believe that there will be opportunities for new customers to purchase our products by proposing both new and classic titles, he said. Quote, we also believe that continuing the life cycle of the Nintendo Switch will lead to opportunities for additional software to be played by consumers, Furukawa said. Quote, for example, during last September, or sorry, during last December, Nintendo Switch total consumers hit a record high, and many continue to play Nintendo Switch. Therefore, it is integral to show the appeal of Nintendo Switch through future software proposals to, to customers who are considering purchasing new hardware, replacement hardware, or additional hardware. End quote. So basically, you got to put, put out software to sell the hardware is what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Shocking. Shocking. And they're about to do that for $70, and they are going to be selling that to 123, I'm rounding up, million units that are in the wild. Yeah. 123 million. That's Think the about the, the attach rate of Animal Crossing, of Cart, of Zelda. Yeah, they're not going to be afraid to move to 70 bucks and keep this going and probably put out yet another revision to the Switch and have you buy that version rather than the Pro or Switch 2 or whatever you all want for it. Like, this will continue to go this way. Like, they're just... 
It's juggernaut. They have lightning in a bottle, and you know they also want to crush these numbers, right? They want to beat the DS. They want to beat the PlayStation 2. I think they'll continue on that track for quite some time. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because me and Tim were just having this conversation yesterday, and now seeing this update to it, I have more belief that they will end up surpassing the DS and PS2 because it seems like we're going to be here in, in Switch land for a little bit more, and I'm curious to see what the revisions look like for the Switch if uh, if those end up coming through, and if not, right, like what software looks uh, looks like. Me and Tim have had this conversation a lot as far as where we're at in the Switch generation. We've had, what, the Switch has been out? Seven years. That's like that's a whole console generation's worth of time right there. Yeah. And we're gonna have six. Six years? Damn it. I what think we're the, entering the article seven. mentioned seven years though, right? Yeah, I think the entering its seventh, maybe entering like seventh. Yeah. My apologies, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Good but job, even, Barrett. Even still, that is a console's generation worth worth of time, right? And I think I don't think by this time next year we're gonna be getting a new Switch console. It seems like we at least got maybe two, three more years left with this thing. And if that's the case, yeah, like the Switch one is gonna have a, a, um, a long life cycle, but then yeah, it's also gonna have a lot of time to, to sell. And then also, it makes me curious about what the software is gonna look like because. Uh, like Tim has mentioned, we've gotten a, pretty much all of the big games that you would expect for a, a big Nintendo console. We've gotten a big Mario. We've gotten a 3D Mario, 2D Mario. We've gotten like pretty much all the Mario sports you can ask for. I know baseball is still out there. I know like some of the lower tier ones are still out there. No offense to baseball, but we've gotten all the Mario sports games. We got multiple Mario parties. We got a Zelda. We got Sonic. We're about to get a second Zelda. What do the next three years of Switch look like in terms of software? Has we both curious but also excited you know metroid prime 4 is a game that for uh, in some instances i feel like shouldn't exist just in terms of numbers and how well or how not well metroid tends to do in numbers but yeah. it's one that we're getting because the switch is doing so well and because nintendo nintendo now has the leeway to revisit franchises like metroid and go what if you made a, a big new one um i wonder what else they do that with um is, what's so fascinating and about this uncharted territory they're talking about is the idea that Nintendo, and I know this will anger people who are already angry at $70 and everything else. Nintendo has never hung their hat on graphics. That's never been their thing. They've ste- or they, and I shouldn't say never. Obviously, SNES was a thing. But I mean, in the more modern times, they stepped out of competition with PlayStation and Xbox. We're like, we're doing our own thing. We're building this thing over here. And so to do that, to step aside and really put your foot down of like, yo, that's not what we're about. Yeah, the Switch is aging, but if you remember the big conversation when Pokemon came out and like got framey as shit and barely ran and was buggy, yada, 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 people started bagging on it, but then there was a whole bunch of people like, yo, I think, and I'm going to get it wrong, right? Fire Emblem had just come out Xenoblade and it was 3. gorgeous. Xenoblade 3 had just come out and was gorgeous yep. and it ran great. This isn't a hardware thing. This is a developer thing. And so if you're able to eke that out of the system and have it still look good and have it, you start, I start to wonder really, again, Uncharted Territory, 123 million rounding up. Like, is are they sitting on IP for the next Switch or next whatever console, or are they going to put out another Animal Crossing on Switch? Are they going to put out a, a, a brand new Mario Kart on Switch? And again, you could time this out with the Switch New Game Plus or whatever the fuck in Switch Plus that isn't a full-blown new SKU, but it is... It's got whatever, and I'm not a developer or a hardware manufacturer. It's got whatever built in to load faster, to do this better, yada yeah. yada. It's like, like a PS4 Pro, exactly right. What we all kind of were exp- the Switch Pro, right? That's been rumored forever and ever, uh, and what we thought OLED was going to be, but then just turned out to be an OLED screen. Like again, the message we all sent when they put out the Switch OLED, and we all bought it was, we love this system and we'll continue to buy d- iterations of it. So yeah, put out. Zelda put out Prime, put out another cart, put out another Animal Crossing, and then eventually, in maybe a year, two years, whatever, put out a Switch Pro. And I'm not trying to be, drum up that rumor that we've beaten d- dead, but like, mm-hmm. I think that's a more 
likely scenario than, hey, we are starting all over. We are doing the thing. We are. Bo-. I think Nintendo looks at these numbers and like, let's fucking ride. Let's go. Let's be. Let's be the number one selling system because again, people we when we put out, we'll buy other ones. Yeah. And again, it's been such a you know window. Not even having Ben right, having having a child, but my friends who have children who have now grown to the part that they're playing playing Switch games. Talking to them about the amount of switches they've bought, that they you know well each kid had it, but then they broke there, so we got another one, and then they put out the one that did the thing, and the bubble. It's like oh my god, like you start thinking about like I think I, I bought like three different switches. Right, yeah, you know I bought and I mean I've bought just the original and the OLED, but then yeah. of course I bought Jen the original and the OLED. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So that's four in the house that we've done. Like yeah, there's a lot going on. It's with it's, that. it's so funny because over the last what decade we've talked about generations possibly coming to an end generations sure. dying all this stuff playstation when the we got to transition to the ps5 talking about we believe in generations xbox going into the series x thing right that's been a big conversation on the xbox and playstation side where i feel like nintendo might be the closest ones to actually saying fuck generations what if we can just exist as a switch platform because to your point of nintendo not being the console you look at for graphics and performance necessarily you can make good game or good looking games for, for sure. the Switch if you focus in on design, if you focus in on art style, if you focus in on, I would say, the things that Nintendo s- tends to do best. I go back to Nintendo GameCube games, and those games relatively still look really good sure. because the focus was on art style. The focus was on, hey, how do we make uh, these characters fun and vibrant and really focus in on making these games look good? Nintendo isn't really worried about power. Right, I think they're falling behind in uh, comparison to PS5 and Xbox Series X, and that's the thing I complain about all the time. But when developers really do nail the 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 um, getting games right on Switch in terms of how they look, they really nail it. I look at Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and that game looks really good. Sure, is it the most like high fidelity game? No, but it also doesn't need to be because that's not where Nintendo's bag is. Nintendo is able to sell 50 million of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They're able to sell 40 million of Animal Crossing. These games that look cute as hell and that look great from an art style uh, uh, standpoint. And so with that, why would you... Wait, what? I guess the question is, what would we benefit from a Switch 2, right? As opposed to a Switch Pro. That is, sure. load faster, you know, maybe some assets are more cr- crisper, you know, shit, like yeah, OLED, yeah. all that stuff. Quicker battery, SSD maybe. But like, if, making a full console jump does that make sense right now for Nintendo? I don't know if it does. And I think right now they're just riding the wave of, hey, let's see how the market looks a year from now. Cool. Yeah. We hit that year. Let's see how, let's continue to see how the market looks. Is anything dictating that we make a big console jump right now? From the outside looking in, I would say no. When we, Even when, though I complain about it all the time. When I started at IGN uh, 16 years ago, right? I remember, it, you know, we're in the throes of the Wii and it's so amazing, but it was this conversation of like, well, the Wii is so underpowered, it's going to alienate third parties. They won't have third-party parity. They won't do this, blah, blah, blah. And they took that and ran with it. And that's yep. the thing of, like, nobody's playing on Switch. You're either playing a, a Nintendo game, a game specifically designed for Switch, or an indie. Yes, there are examples in Fortnite and yada, yada. I'm not, yeah, but, you know, for this argument, right, that's the majority of what you're doing with it. And that's the identity of the Switch. That's the identity of Nintendo. And it's doing fucking really well for them. So why, to your point, what's the draw of a Switch 2? Like, everybody shows that they keep buying new iterations of the Switch. They keep buying the games. Yeah, you could come out with a Switch 2 and expect people to do that, too. But the $123 million, just keep adding to that number with a new and improved Switch that gives a little bit else out of it or a new form factor or whatever the hell you want to do with it. Like, I don't see them screwing this up anytime soon in their uncharted territories. That uncharted. Put, put, put Uncharted on Switch. Uh, before we get into story number three, I want people know out there that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Greg, enough about Nintendo. Let's talk about Ken Levine with story number three. Ken Levine's new game now has an official launch window. This is Tom Ivan from Video Games Chronicle. The new game from Bioshock creator Ken Levine is scheduled to be released within the next couple of years. In its earnings result this week, publisher Take-Two said it plans to release the game between now and the end of its, of its 2025 fiscal year, which runs until March 31st, 2025. <laughs> really narrowed it down! <laughs> Judas is one of 87 games Take-Two is planning to release during this window. Uh, 38 of those, those games are mobile titles, although delays are always possible. Quote, we did have some slippage in the last few years, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick told IGN. Quote, we really, we really feel stable right now. I feel great about our upcoming schedule, end quote. Judas is the debut title from Ghost Story Games, which Levine formed following the closure of Bioshock Studio Irrational Games. Officially announced in December, uh, it will be released for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC via Steam and the Epic Game Store. Did you notice that the, the character that you play as is a little paw print tattoo like you do, Greg? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh. Right on their wrist. Hold on. Let me see. If we'll I see if they it. have it by the time this game actually comes out in 2025. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, you bet it. Look at that. Whoa. Am I this guy? Oh, they're <laughs> already breaking the fourth wall. Damn. You know Ken Levine loves to do crazy shit like that. It's crazy. 
That'd be awesome if at the end of the game it just rotated around. It was me. It was Greg Miller, <laughs> it was Greg the, whole Miller the whole time. <laughs> Turns out when you play the game, the main character has some kind of quality that you have. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna look in the mirror. It has the same exact glasses. It'd be crazy. I, I I could see Ken doing it. You think he can pull it off? It's gonna be VR. <laughs> it's gonna scan your face, scan your eyes. Man, we've been waiting a while for this, right? It, uh, catch me up. Is, is, is this one that we've known about for a while? I know we got the announcement of Game Awards. It's the one that had been rumored. For, well, I mean, it's the thing they've been working on. Okay, like that's it's just this. If you remember when Irrational ended and Ken was like, I'm making a smaller studio and it was, I want to make games and I'm paraphrasing, but it basically was, I want to make smaller games quicker. Mm-hmm. That was years ago. That was a long time ago. According to Wikipedia, I Ghost, think he failed. <laughs> Ghost Story was founded in February 2017, which doesn't sound long because of time, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. like, now and we're waiting for this game ago. that's going to be out between now in 2025. I didn't, I didn't even think, think about the fact that 2025 is a real year. You know, I read yeah, 2025. Right. I was like, there's no way we're about well, to hit Well, still that weird one now. That is years that's ago, true. Yeah. 10 years ago that we got a Levine game. And it's that thing of, yeah, even t- when you hear 2024, that sounds far away. You're like, oh, wait, no, it's 2023. We're not that far from it. But 2025, yeah, still a hike. Still a ways out yeah. there or whatever. Oh, thank you so much. Look at Barrett. Barrett, thank you Barrett's so much. Barrett's on top of it. You know what I mean? Barrett's on, he's on top of it. But so, yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the trailer looks awesome. Obviously, Ken Levine, incredibly talented developer who's made a whole bunch of amazing industry-defining games. So I'm excited for this, yeah. But it's like, huh, okay. We've also been waiting for that bio, the, like, the Bioshock game yes. that's been in development from 2K, yeah, yeah, yeah. From 2K which I, have we ever talked about that? The fact that 2K is publishing both Judas and the Bioshock, <laughs> Bioshock game? Hedging their bets. <laughs> Hedging their bets, you know. But like one of these things is gonna is, uh, is gonna succeed. I was gonna ask like what, what would happen if these games came out around the similar time, but Two K wouldn't do that, right? They're not they're not EA. <laughs> they wouldn't do such a thing. No, they want to double them up on top of each other. It's Cloud Chamber, right? Making the yeah, next, that's uh, Bioshock right. one. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, cool. It's like it's one of those like yeah, I mean like the trailer we've seen before looks great. It seems far away. Maybe it isn't. How know, far is Bioshock? I, Nobody knows. I know it's very hard to say without actually seeing Bioshock, but is there one that you would say you're more looking forward to between Bio, the unannounced Bioshock game and this Just game? on paper? That's a great question. I would say on paper, I would be more excited for Ken's game. And again, just, hey, there's a new Bioshock coming from uh, Cloud Chamber in 2K, and hey, there's a new Ken, Ken Levine, Levine game, game coming from Ken Levine. I'm like, well, I'll bet on Ken Levine. I, I, I'm interested to see how... Ken and Ghost Story have taken the feedback and criticism of Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. and put it into this smaller game, arguably smaller. Yeah. You know, the game that they uh, should have less overhead and people pushing them around on. I'd like to see what that is. Whereas I, f- I always feel bad for anybody, but Cloud Chamber in this perspective of like, cool, take on this franchise. Take on this franchise. Everybody has an opinion about and a thought about and what it should be and what it shouldn't be. Some people have never played any of them. They just heard about them for years. Go in there and make something in that world. And it's like, well... That world is more an idea, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah, I, it's like, what is a Bioshock game? Exactly. And it's so a like, tower. It's a girl. It's, uh, there's always, there's it's, a, it's not a place. It's a people. There's always a girl. Uh, there's always a, a lighthouse. Lighthouse. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So it's like, that's a, that's a tough nut to crack, which is another reason I think we haven't heard yeah. a lot. There's a lot game. of baggage, a lot of expectation yeah. to make a Bioshock game. Yeah. It brings me back a little bit to Callisto and Death sure. Space. Yeah. More, uh, like, I guess less so in the way of like, you know, Bioshock isn't a remake. It is a brand new Bioshock game, seemingly. Uh, and I think that puts them in an even uh, tougher place. Sure. You know, like, way more vulnerable. Vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. And it, it's the thing of, you know, I look at Callisto. Callisto was a game that wasn't as received as well as I think they would have wanted it to be, to, oh, to for be sure. received. I could see that happening with Judas, right? Like, is the, I'm sure, you know, Ken Levine making, making Bioshock, I have faith that he's talented, but. 
10 years have passed, right? It's been a long time since Bio, uh, since Bioshock, even Infinite, uh, which alone was divisive. Do you still have the stuff to come out and put out a game that is of that ilk that hits the same way in 2025? Like, when was the first Bioshock game? That was 2008, right? 2007, 2007? I think. That's all a long time. Like, can that still hit? Do you still have that same stuff that you had over or almost 20 years ago? I think that's my biggest concern, my biggest worry, even though the trailer looks fantastic. With the Bioshock game, I think it is. Yeah, it, it is a similar but different thing of, yeah, are you able to live up to this thing? That's like giving a, a, a studio Metal Gear without Kojima and go make Metal Gear. Right. And stuff. A lot of baggage, a lot of ideas. And where does that come down on it? Yeah. Story number four. The UK government says Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal could harm gamers. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. The UK government's Competitions and Market Authority, a.k.a. the CMA, has said that Microsoft and Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard could harm gamers. <gasps> Shocking. Shocking. The CMA released the provisional findings of its investigation today, February 8th, which raised concerns over several different issues that could arise if the deal went through, including higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation for UK gamers. Cloud gaming was one of the uh, was one significant reason for concern, as the CMA noted that Microsoft already accounts for sixty percent to seventy percent of this market. Adding the likes of Call of Duty to their current cloud offerings in an exclusive manner could alter the future of gaming and potentially harm UK gamers. The CMA said, adding that those who cannot afford or don't want to buy expensive hardware could be the most affected. Microsoft has been vocal about its commitment to accessibility and bringing Xbox games to as many people as possible through mobile and cloud gaming. However, uh, and has also claimed it has no intentions of making Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox, reportedly offering Sony a 10-year deal to guarantee it would remain on PlayStation consoles. The CMA and Microsoft had made games exclusive to Xbox when buying studios in the past, uh, however, and added in a press release that, quote, restricting, in, restricting the access uh, that other platforms have to Activision's games could substantially reduce the competition between Xbox and PlayStation in the UK, end quote. This, quote, could result in all gamers seeing higher prices, reduced range, of, of lower, reduced range lower quality, and worse service in gaming consoles over time, it added. That's the end of the IGN article. I do also want to throw in here that uh, Axios also had their own write-up of, of, of this. Stephen Totillo noted that uh, the UK's competition regulator says it would be okay with Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard if any of the following. So the first thing is, if Activision Blizzard King divests itself of Call of Duty, if ABK divests itself of Activision, or if ABK divests itself of Activision and Blizzard. <laughs> Greg, you, th you, you think any of these three things are possible? You think ABK uh, is going to divest itself of any of these things? I mean, it depends how much teeth this has. The you know the provisional findings, right? If it's really going to stop the deal, then you'd have to do something if you wanted it to do it. And yeah, like, I mean, the fact that they put and I'm not obviously into the documents, the legal documents. ABK divests itself of, of Call of Duty. ABK divests itself of Activision. That's where I'm like. All right, mm. so Call of Duty is an independent part of this. Then I could see, yeah, okay, we'll divest Activision because what's that? What the fuck's Activision got? We get to keep Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, like if, yeah, we can keep cool. the IP and then say bye to the Activision studio. and, and take say, off. Is it fuck off Activision? And Activision's like, what are we gonna do now? Well, like, uh, are we still making Crash games. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like I guess I we're guess making more Crash. Tony games. Hawk, I guess. I don't do, know. See, I, do we even have Tony Hawk anymore? I guess I don't know. That would be the thing for me is what I would think. I would but. imagine act that would include Activision and its IP. It would have to, right? I would, but I mean, the fact that Call of Duty... Well, I guess you can... You can keep Activision, 
without keeping Call of Duty, but I don't think you can. Now I hear you. Call of Duty without keeping. <laughs> On paper, right now, I would think that is correct. But mm-hmm. as you get into negotiation with all this stuff, and you're trying to throw the UK a bone, oi, governor. I'm, yeah, that becomes a conversation. That's when that it's like, all right, fine. But we're gonna spin off Call of Duty, and that's its own leg structure, whatever you know, a pillar mm-hmm. of what we're doing here. See if that works for them. But I'm so sick. Of, like I'm so sick of talking about this. I, I'm I'm sick of talking about it without the juicy stuff. Exactly. Because this, this, this is just like noise to me. I'm like, all right, cool. Happen? Like I don't you know, a provisional. File. Just fucking say if you're in or out. What are you doing over there, UK people? What are you doing, Tories? The Labour Party. They're trying. Prime to Minister, uh, King to be Prince Charles. Somebody just fucking make the call. Gary would have come get your country. Yeah, come get your like. Come on, man. Come on. Get your beans on toast and get it together. Uh, they're trying to protect the UK gamers, Greg. That I did highlight that. that we need more right. innovation for the UK. Less gamers. innovation for UK gamers. Ah, fuck off. You know what I mean? You got dreams. You got Media Molecule. They're innovating for everybody over there. All right, and you don't even care about the innovation. God forbid anyone talk about dreams and Media Molecule over there. All the UK wants is headlines about Princess Die and Activision Blizzard's UK gamers and non-innovation. <laughs> Princess Die? <laughs> Where'd Princess Die come They're from? They're still headlines. <laughs> I watched the Harry and Meghan documentary. I they are horrible to those people. You see my uh, tweet about dreams last no. night? I tweeted, uh, I was playing dreams the other day, and I found a creation that I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this thing is real. Uh, somebody made it. Somebody's making a JRPG. I was playing the demo. I think Barrett's The pulled- bees! <laughs> Barrett is pulling, uh, has pulled it up, but this yep. is a Made in Dreams creation that somebody's ba- basically somebody's take on Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Okay. Barrett, if you scroll to the second video in the, in, uh, in the thread, I think it's even more impressive uh, than this, right? Where you can see the start screen here, uh-huh. it looks very JRPG, right? Yeah, very Xenoblade sure. Chronicles Final with the demo. sword in the ground. The game is called Sword of Akana. If is you Andy check it doing? Out. Uh, is, is Andy doing VO for this? Uh, no, but I can I can probably hit him hit him up to like connect him with the sure, developers sure. maybe because well, I think like that'll me, be a, a great deal. Um, but yeah, like the demo starts off and it is it puts you right into a battle sequence, and you can't hear the audio right now. But all the all the characters start off with like their shouts of like, oh, "Let's wow. go!" And it's like it's like, "Wow, this is so this is so well made." You got to do this on an empty stomach. And that, was, that was actually pretty accurate. That was really good. That was really good. Whoa! But yeah, I was checking that out yesterday. And I was like, "God damn!" Like people in dreams are actually insane. They're super talented, very talented people that deserve more uh, shout. All the UK wants to talk about is less innovation for its UK gamers and Nando's. All that's happened over there and the cheeky Nando's. Yep. Beans on toast for I breakfast. I bring all Get my birds to this spot. Story number five, our final news story. Forspoken is getting some improvements. This comes directly from at Forspoken on Twitter, where they tweeted out, "Thank you to all the players who've enjoyed Forspoken and explored Afia since launch." We've been listening to all your feedback and are hard at work at an upcoming patch that will include improvements to overall performance, graphics, playability, and general updates and fixes to the game content across PS5 and various PC hardware configurations. We are committed to making Forspoken the most enjoyable experience possible and will provide an update about the timing of the next patch as soon as possible. We appreciate your continued support and patience. Uh, It's Takeshi Aramaki, the head of the studio and director of Forspoken. Is this enough to get you back to it? Did you beat Forspoken? Yeah, I did. Is enough to Come get you now. back to get the platinum? Come on now, fuck no. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like this is just one of the classics. Like breaking news, we're gonna have some news soon. Yeah, what the fuck? Don't you're even get an update. Where's the patch notes? Just don't even tell me. I assume you're working on things. I assume everybody's working on updates for everything these days. You don't even like overall for performance, graphics, playability, and general updates. But I, I, so yeah. just the game. I was I was. We're upcoming patch that will include improvements to the game. They put it up as like an image statement, which made me go, "Oh man, all right, cool, some news." And I read it, I was like. All right, cool. I guess you're getting an update. Every game gets an update, but 
I think the fact that they're talking about it means that they see something. Maybe they see feedback that they're like, hey, don't worry, guys. We're, 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 we're going to take care of this. Outrageous. We're going to take care of this. For Spoken is going to be the game you all want. We're going to fix That's the, not going to happen. That's we're going to fix the writing. We're going to fix, fix the gameplay. We're going to fix the gameplay loop. Greg, I can't wait to see For Spoken turn into a 10 out of 10 game, but that day That's is just so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to Mom Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix soundtracks. Those are now available on Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> That's the first track. I didn't know you listened to it. I didn't know you were a big Kingdom Hearts fan. New days for you. Uh, Nacon? Nason? Nacon? I Nacon, but Nacon? I'm, you know I'm always wrong. Nacon Connect is set for March 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you're going to get new info on Robocop, Golem, Raven's Watch, and more. Vampire Survivor's Chaos Update launches February 9th. <laughs> Wait, That's we're just going to go fast then, huh? <laughs> Robocop, Golem, and Raven's Watch. Like, what I like? <laughs> ah, we went to the garage sale of IP. We got Robocop. We got just Golem. I mean, it's just I, Golem. I, I wasn't going to say people it. in chat, like, popping off, though. And then, uh, Raven's Watch, you haven't heard about this. It was a knockoff, but <laughs> we got it here if you want it. Listen, I've been waiting for more info on, on Lord of the Rings Golem. That was the first next-gen game announced, and it's still not out somehow. God, that's true. And then that Robocop game actually looked Oh, I mean, Robocop's cool, don't worry. Yeah. And then Vampire Survivor's Chaos Update launches Woo. February 9th. That's tomorrow. Uh, you're going to get three new achievements, a new challenge stage, and two new relics to get a new power-up and something special. Blessing, when do you think we're going to get this on PlayStation? Vampire Survivors? Yeah. Is it on, it's on Xbox, right? It was on yep. Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Uh, I'm going to say at the next day to play. Okay. When is the next day to play? Who knows? Great question. Great yeah, point. Great 2025. <laughs> uh, Rough Justice 84 will launch on March 13th uh, for PC. Did you see the... Sounds like a porn. <laughs> did, does, is, you know what I mean? It, sound, it does not sound great. Did I see what now? The email about this one? No. It, did it threaten to rough us up? No, but like, I don't know. I felt threatened reading it. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this one. Let me see if I can find it in my email. Rough Justice. First of all, Rough Justice is, all, is already a... Um, Justice in general. Has you can just leave justice at, and it's going to be rough, right? Uh, so this is, the, this is the PR email I got about it. Seneca City has been named murder capital of the U.S. The police force has failed us, and now crime reigns supreme. Only Jim Baylor's security agency stands in the way of mobsters and criminals in their attempt to fully take control of the streets. In a world that is spiraled out of control, justice ain't blind. Justice is rough. It's rough. I don't like that. <laughs> Something about that just doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. Uh, Deckham hits the ring on March 7th for Steam. Deckham, I checked out the email for. That game looks pretty cool. What is it? It's like a, it's a card game that is like solitaire, but... Like it's like a boxing card game, like it's themed okay. around boxing. Okay. Okay. It looks really interesting. Uh, Barry, if you're able to find Deckham, a trailer for that, uh, I appreciate that. And then Escape from the Red Planet comes to Steam on March 14th. Mars. So this right here is Deckham. Okay. A little Howard Cosell knockoff at the top there. Okay. Yeah, a little, little fun art, art style here, kind of cartoony. Sure, sure. But yeah, the email described it as solitaire. You know, this boxing. doesn't look like Solitaire, but it is boxing theme. Huh. So I kind of want to check it out because I like a good card game. Sure, okay. Deals of the day for you. Uh, coming to Game Pass on February 9th, you're getting Madden NFL 23 and SD Gundam Battle Alliance. And day! On the 14th, you're getting Mount and Blade 2. On the 15th, you're getting City Skylines Remastered. On the 16th, you're getting Shadow Warrior 3 Defin Definitive Edition. And on the 21st, you're getting Atomic Heart. Now it's time. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Nano says Shadow Colossus Remake was 
appreciate that, Nana. I'm saying explore the scale. People are editorializing about kind of feudy. Go watch kind of feudy. Do you absolutely think? insane? Bart Courtney, Quarantini, Courtney. Right? Kind that's... of feudy. You all said that the Xbox Series X is an ugly console. It is actually, in fact, a sexy monolith that looks great on my desk. Do better. Bart Courtney reads Stop. a bit similar to Barrett Courtney. Bear, is this you? Did you write this? No, in? it's. I don't even own a Series X. People just. I think my name is like the default write-in name or some shit. <laughs> Which sucks, and I don't know why it's like that, and if someone could please fix that, that'd be cool. But also, that sounds like Mike wrote that in, I'm going to be honest. That does sound it like does Mike sound wrote like that Mike, in, yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh, let's see here. Who wrote this? Uh, Jay Fulcrum writes in and says, Only thing I want to say to counter Greg's point about games going up for order uh, early is that Tears of the Kingdom and Prime 4 have been up for pre-order for over a year at least. Not saying he's wrong entirely. just doesn't make sense the, uh, unless Nintendo strategy is to add pre-orders when new info drops. I would think that's great feedback. That's a great you're wrong. And I would think then rather than pivot to, all right, push them live after that, it would just be something that they're going to change the prices on those. And that fucks up. If you've pre-ordered for 60 bucks, you can't be forced to pay 70 But I don't know shit. I'm stoked. You don't know, Jack. I haven't even had a Coke today. Oh, well, that's what to. it is. That's what I, I needed a Coke. I don't want to. That was too much. I don't need that. That's fine. That's editorializing, but I appreciate it. But no. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Of course, later today, we're doing our Nintendo Direct live stream our live reactions you can tune into that twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games i've not double checked this but i believe it's at 2 p.m don't quote me that's but right, i want to say right. it's, that's at, 2 right, that's yeah, right. it's at 2 p.m yeah. right here i want to say it's our- we'll probably be live a little bit before then just to get everybody to sit in and stuff like that and all that good stuff so. hell yeah and that's our first nintendo direct reaction from the studio right so that's exciting yep come see the set come see how cool it looks come see us nerd out together uh, Tim might spin, spill some uh, Kool-Aid on Andy's PC. Kool-Aid, huh? I don't know why I went Kool-Aid. Because he yeah. drinks the Kool-Aid. You know, he's such an he does. He sips boy. the Nintendo yeah, Kool-Aid. That's yeah. a good point. And it's red. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are Kind of Funny Games Daily are me and Tim. If you're watching this live right now after this is Dead Space, Dead Space with Mike and Nick. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember this. It's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.